Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. My name is Albert Okran and from now till you graduate at 8pm, I promise that your personal value will shoot up. Helping me serve you on this virtual platform is my academic board comprising Comfort, the Registrar, with Matthew and Inshira. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar with a simple mission of equipping a new generation of African leaders and executives using the medium of human capital development. The broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your number one choice for world-class corporate training and your superstition joy 99.7 FM. It is brought to you by the kind courtesy of EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank, with support from the Business and Financial Times and DreamOval. On Founders Day, let me start with a little discussion about legacy. Legacy. What do you want to leave as your big legacy? How do you want to be remembered? I want to read a quote from Christine Gregoire, who says, It is up to us to live up to the legacy that was left for us and to leave a legacy that is worthy of our children and of future generations. So when your name is mentioned several decades after you've gone, how do you want to be remembered? You listening out there, how do you want to be remembered? How do you want people to celebrate your life? On Founders Day, I'm sure many have different opinions about Osajifu, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, and then other found, other, other founding fathers of the nation. But for you, yourself, listening out there, how do you want to be remembered? What would you like to be your legacy? And your legacy is being written today in case it never struck you. And very often, the things that we are remembered for are not necessarily the things for which we are paid, the things that we go to work to do from 8 to 5. It is those things that go a little outside our regular work schedule. So tell me, what is the most significant thing you've ever done in your life? What is the proudest moment or the proudest day of your life? I don't mean the kind of pride that comes before a fall. What is the thing that you have done that you look back at or something that you experienced or you are still doing that gives you the greatest sense of fulfillment? Let us know by sharing it on Springboard Facebook page. Just go to Springboard Virtual University and post your thoughts there or post it on my Facebook page or Legacy and Legacy Facebook page. We'll let the world know what is it that you've done that you look back at with such a great sense of pride. Let us all know and we'll let the world know. And let's see if something can be that big thing that will just ginger us tonight. The, the entry that really, really, really connects to us will receive a pack of books as your gift for as we celebrate six years of the virtual university right here on Joy 99.7 FM, we would give out a pack of books to that entry that is just absolutely amazing. And so some have started posting their thoughts already. What is it that you've done that you look back at with a great sense of pride? That thing that gives you the most fulfillment. What do you call the proudest day of your life? Or the thing that you've done that makes you feel, this is what I was born to do. Just post it on our Facebook page and we'll let the whole world know. You can also send it by SMS 1422 across the various networks. Tonight, we bring you the third in our, our series called The Leader's Digest. Our simple task is to bring together some of the finest leaders you can find in industry, in various areas of endeavor, and find out from them what drives them, what are their life experiences and the lessons that we've learned. Our first edition featured Mr. Kwesi Anokrambudu of 
EB Action, and many of you love that edition. And then last week, Seth Okran, Seth Yegor Okran shared his thoughts with us about the history of Yorks. And since then, I know many of you have requested to get a copy of that recording. It's posted on our, on our, our website, legacyandlegacy.com.gh. You can go there, find it, and then listen to it over, over and over again. It's been quite an inspirational story. And tonight we have another beautiful story to tell. My guest for tonight is a diet-in-the-wool finance person, banking and finance person. He looks like money. So he has three decades of experience in in banking and a clear understanding of what works and what doesn't. His, his career experience spans three different merchant banks and from the inception of Bond Financial Services six years ago, he's been a founding CEO. I felt like calling him James Bond, but maybe that may not be a good name to call, to give him. Let me give him my, let, let's greet him before we go on our scriptural lesson and then we come back and then we begin our interview. George Ufusunini, good evening, welcome to Springboard. Hello, good evening. Good how, evening how are you? I'm very fine, thank you. So if I had called you George Bond, what would you say? <laughs> Has somebody called well, him, has somebody called him Mr. Bond the, before? The, the, no, there are people who call me Mr. Bond and, um, I, I, I always respond to it. Because of one simple reason, I want uh, Bond to become a household name. Right. So if you add James to it, it, it tends to do something different. But right. If you want to maintain Bond, I will always, you know, respond. Do to you it. like James Bond films? I agree. I do. I do. In fact, I've watched almost all of them. Right. You know, for all um, the leadership things that you know it shows you. Right. And all the gimmicks. We'll talk about your childhood <laughs> fantasies and we'll talk about the things that, that, that helped make you who you are today. But listeners, before we even settle down to the interview with George, let's talk about our scripture verse for today. And today you are sticking with the theme of legacy. So what is it that you want to be remembered for? What is it that you are teaching your children? I hear children learn more from what they see than from what you see. So no matter what you see, it is what you do that gives them the best picture of what life is all about. And so... My the, the Bible verse I would like you to locate today, and if you did, you will win yourself a copy of our book, Personal Branding. So what? where can you find this Bible verse? It says, we will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. Let me read it again. It says, we will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. Where can this verse be found? If you can locate it and you can post it first on the Springboard Virtual University Facebook page, you will win yourself a copy of of the book Personal Branding and we will be very happy to give it to you. So just post the chapter and the verse of the Bible. Where it can be found in the Bible. 13 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. This is Springboard, your virtual university. And this is your Superstation Joy 99.7 FM. The series is called Leaders Digest. We are bringing together some great leaders from different industries and different fields of endeavor. And I tell you, we have leaders lined up for the next three months. Absolutely amazing personalities that you would love to hear again and again and again. And each of them comes with a unique experience. We have some of the greatest women leaders in our nation. We have some of the leaders from from the telecom industry, from the banking industry, from 
from manufacturing and we are stretching it beyond business to different fields and by the time we are through we'll find out what are the most common thoughts what are the common values that every one of the leaders seems to have and what are the underpinnings beyond what you see on the facade what are the underpinnings that keep them going it may help you on your journey to your own leadership experience and tonight we have a man who has done a bit of a lot of banking his whole life is wrapped around banking but let's unravel the man behind the story George, let's, George Ofusuyemi is my guest. He's the CEO of Bond Financial Services. George, let's start with legacy, which is our topic for today. I mean, uh, the, the theme around which we are, we are wrapping today's program as we celebrate Founders Day as a nation. Right. How would you want to be remembered several years from now? Thank you, Albert. Um, I think that is a very simple thing. You know, legacy is something that is very essential. Everybody, you know, uh, wants to leave behind something that is positive. And for me, um, one of my interests is in creating leaders. And um, that is what I want to be remembered for. And also to actually create um, an organization that is recognized for innovation. And also, you know, to provide, that provides, you know, a learning experience and creates, you know, young leaders. An organization that provides a platform for people who have talent that who don't even know that they have those talents for these talents to be on earth um, that's what we're trying to do at Bond, you know, to, to give you know, young leaders the opportunity to actually exhibit their skill and also be able to innovate and provide all kinds of services that you know, uh, the business community you know, um, deserves as a person, throughout your three decades of work in different institutions, I will try and touch base with some of them, but yeah. as a person, what have been the, what are the things that give you the most fulfillment? When do you sit up and say, ah, this is what, this is what I was born to do? What is it that really, really connects to the true you? Um, very simple. What gives me a lot of fulfillment is the fact that you are changing lives and as far as that is concerned, I'm talking about two, you know, different um, institutions. One is the people. I am giving people an opportunity to exhibit what they have. And then also looking at the creation of companies that are making an impact as far as our economy is concerned. So we are looking at those two things. Um, there are so many companies out there that require support as far as financial you know, services are concerned. In fact, it's not every time that people actually are looking for money. Sometimes it's just an indication of what will make it possible for you to perform better. So those are the things that actually give me fulfillment, to actually give people the chance to develop themselves and to become better as far as the society is concerned. And I'm talking about two. One is the, the people... And the other is organizations. Right. Yeah. So let me go yeah. back to your childhood. Did you did you always want to be a banker? Did you go through some of the some of the uncertainties <laughs> that many of us went through, wanting to be at one point a doctor and then a lawyer and then an accountant and every a mixed pot of of expectations and the the lack of clarity about career or should I say the explorative nature of our thinking when we are growing up. Did you ever go through some of those 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 movements? Yes, yes, yes. I bet I did. Give me an idea about uh, it. <laughs> you know, when you are growing where, up, where did you grow up? Where, where did I grow up? Right. I actually, you know, started school in Suhum, in the eastern region. That's where I started um, from class one. My father was working at um, Suhum Secondary Technical School. 
you know, so that was my primary education. Um, Did you go to proper Saito? Yeah, proper Saito. Real, real solid Saito. Now, let me distract yeah. you a bit. I, I once heard somebody say, I think it was Alex Bangfu, Alex Bangfu, yeah. um, say on, on, on a show that, um, the, the people who went to Saito, I mean, yeah. people could go to Saito in those days and grow to become CEOs of blue chip companies today, yeah. but he doubts that today the kind of <laughs> competitive <laughs> education that there is, people can still go to Saito and it's just a, a little thought on the yeah, side. Right. Yeah, and, and Lex may be right, but you know, Albert, it, it's, um, it's true. I went to proper Saito. Um, if you have seen the new, you know, um, road has been constructed, you right. know, um, at Suhum, where the overhead is, there's a school on the left side where right. we are driving on the rough road, right. you know. Um, and part of it has actually been taken off because of this road. new road. Right. That is where I started school. Do you, have pictures, of, do you have yeah. pictures of the time when you were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I have pictures of, of, of them when, when I was there. Treasure yeah. them, they yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, so, you know, through there, I went to secondary school, uh, I went to St. Peter's Secondary School uh, in Kwetia. And then, you know, continued to Aquinas Secondary School, my sixth form, and ended up at um, Lagos. You know, um, way back, um, I finished in 1981. Right. You know, so like you were talking about earlier on, I mean, in the early days, um, when you talked about profession, you only dreamt about what was visible. And the visible things were usually either a doctor or, you know, a nurse or something not not a teacher because you know you know those days you didn't like teachers because you know they would more treat you that, 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 that was the thinking so nobody wanted to be a teacher even though my both my parents were teachers right you know um it wasn't part of what i was thinking about so i was thinking of you know becoming a doctor you know so you you actually get into school you know as you progress you you realize that your capabilities are tilting in a particular direction and you know um i realized quite early that you know what I would cherish most was, you know, to become somebody who dealt with figures, you know. So, um, more in the direction of accounting, you know. So, um, that's what I thought, you know. And I actually admired banking when I actually got to, you know, uh, sixth form. And their main attraction was the fact that bank, the bankers used to dress very well. And that was wow. the attraction. I, I didn't worry about, you know, what they were doing, but it just fascinated me. Because you see the bankers and, you know, um, you're just fascinated by the appearance. And it's that was the attraction. It's one of the things that yeah. I'm, uh, fascinates me, um, George. When I find out what attracted people to professions. And yeah. very often it's not what you will think. It's not the very you, often you, the job description. I bet you're absolutely It's right. about some uncle who yeah, used to yeah. do something yeah, 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 that yeah, fascinated yeah. them or some yeah. auntie or something. Yeah. And you and for you it was the spouse. It was the spouse. So that's why I had that's friend. I don't know where I don't know where he is now, but you know, those days uh, I used to admire him so much. Tall guy, you know, you always see him white shirt with a nice tie. Right. That was the attraction. Okay. So I decided very early that I wanted to be a banker. Please go and look for George's profile picture and you'll see where he got exposed <laughs> from. <laughs> 21 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. This is Springboard, your virtual university. My guest for tonight, George Ophusin, is the CEO of Bond Financial Services. We're trying to trace his journey into banking all the way from where it started. And I'm reminding you to let us know your thoughts about legacy. And in the course of the program, I'm going to be reading out some of the things that you have done that you feel it really, really, really connected to you. But earlier on, I gave you also a Bible verse. 
and let me make it easier for you. There are some people who are becoming regulars because they are constant at locating. They have a strategy for locating these Bible verses, and they are building a library out of it. The winner for today, the verse was Psalm 78, verse 4, and the winner is Edwin Potaki, and he's, the, the, the verse was, We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. The winner is Edwin Potaki, and Edwin gets to win a copy of the book Personal Branding. Talking about books, if you post a, if you post a, a compelling story about about legacy and what you've done with your life, something that you feel very fulfilled about, it just could be the story that would let us give you a whole pack of books, and that will be um, a, an exciting exciting thing for us. So just let us know if you have done something. The simple way to do that is to post it on facebook.com forward slash springboard the virtual university or facebook.com forward slash legacy dot legacy or post it on mine or comfort's Facebook page. So back to the studios and to my guest George Fusuini, CEO of Bond Savings and Loans Limited. Um, George, you're, you're telling us about Saito and wanting to be a doctor or something more visible <laughs> yeah. and then finding out later that you 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 were a figures person. Do you feel that sometimes many people miss out on what they really really want to do? I, I I think so. I think it happens you know quite often. And you know, um, a lot depends on your background. You know, sometimes you don't have the benefit of you know seeing so many you know opportunities to be able to identify clearly where you fit in. You know, so by the time you actually get to the point where you realize what your actual capabilities are. It may be too late. It's possible that, you know, you can be a good musician. But because that is not, you know, something that comes up early enough, you go through the process. That's why you find people who are actually qualified as medical, you know, practitioners, and he's still doing music by the side. That is what he actually is cut for. But the system does not allow you to do that. And sometimes we actually go through these things thinking that certain, you know, professions, you know, have... You know, some overriding advantage over others, but financial. It, yeah, well, f- financial is very interesting. You know, I I love it. I live it. I'm no, talking about financial advantages. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- 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 those things are there. But you know, um, a lot actually depends on the way you you make it. Right. You know, um, um, there's this book that I I I love so much. It's um, actually written by um, Robin Sharma. And it's, it's called um, Leading Without Title. Right. And what it talks about is that anything that you do, you can do it to the level where it becomes world class. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter whether you're sweeping the streets, you can actually be a world class street sweeper. Right. And depending on the way you manage it, you can actually, you know, make money out Shama of it. Shama writes like you said. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shama the, is, the, is the wonderful. The monk who yeah. sold his Ferrari. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he writes very, very yeah, well. Yeah, he writes very well. And, you know, usually. You, you write in the form of a fable. Right. It makes it easy reading, but the lessons are immense. Right. Yeah. 24 minutes past the hour of seven, my guest is George Fusuini. We are, we are walking through the pages of his life and trying to distill the lessons. Before I come back to how you, your journey in banking itself, let me ask you before I forget, what are the three pillars? If I put, I push you to the wall and say, tell me the three pillars, the three core values that undergird your personal life, what would they be? Um, that is very easy for me. Um, you know, through all these years, I have learned that the best, you know, uh, are trust, dependability, and humility. Um, 
if you allow me to expand Absolutely, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'll be curious yeah. about why, why you choose that's right, out yeah. of all the <laughs> options available. Why, yeah. why these three? And the first two seem to be cousins, but go ahead. And yeah, go. Okay. All right. okay. You know, I mean, with trust, um, unlike other values, trust is personal. And um, it actually signifies authenticity. The fact that you will be consistent in everything that you do and will also have in a certain level of confidentiality as far as uh, your dealings with other people are concerned. And the kind of business that you know we are engaged in, I always say it that we come across so many things that if you actually decided to open your mouth, I mean, I mean, quotes, you will end up, you know, saying so many things about people that others don't need to hear. Um, you, you have to, as we exhibit the fact that you can be trusted. Right. And you know that um, when it comes to dealing with uh, money, you, and you know that the Bible talks about the fact that the love of money is the root of all evil, you are actually asking people to entrust their wealth to you. And before anybody will do that, the person will have to be sure and convince himself that you are somebody who can be trusted. So trust is very important, and I take it as one of the main pillars you know, uh, as far as my values are concerned. When you talk about um, dependability, of course, um, you need to be able to, you know, um, show to your partner, your colleagues, as well as friends, that you are somebody that they can rely on. And it is key, because um, one of the things that I always talk about is that networking and relationships are very important. Now, those things will not work if people don't feel that you are dependable. The last one that I, I like to talk about is um, humility. And humility is, is critical in everything that you do. Um, I think that, you know, it is very clear, you know, in the Bible. And one of the verses that I like most is Philippians 2, 3. Um, it says that, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain deceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. It also means recognizing the limits of your talent, ability, authority, and not reaching for what is beyond your grasp. Okay. So for so, a typical hard-nosed business person, are you not, by this, um, suggesting that contentment is, is key? And is there a conflict between contest, contentment and the desire to always grow, to achieve? I'm sure you have very ambitious business very goals. Is there a place for contentment in your heart? Um, is there no conflict between your desire to grow and your aspiration to grow and what you just shared about, about contentment? Is there no conflict? Contentment will, will, will not happen now. In the sense that um, there's so much out there, you know, that you can reach for. Okay. But my point is that as a human being, you need to know where your limits end. Right. You need to understand your capabilities. And you also need to be able to, you know, in all humility, say that this person has this that I don't have. What I have to do is to look at how I can harness all that right. to the benefit of the community. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Sometimes we actually stretch beyond where we actually have the capability to, to get to. So don't, that don't, sometimes, don't think of yourself more highly. That's right. That sometimes bring in, you know, failure. 
Right. Yes, and, that, and, uh, and that's what I'm talking about. Talking about, about fear. Contentment will actually limit your development. And you know that um, the world is moving, the pace is fast. Even things that you never expected to happen are happening. So sometimes those things can actually boost, you know, some of the capabilities that you have. You need to have a broad mind. There's, you know, there's, as far there's as a second school of thought about contentment. That yeah. says you, you can be content and still aspire to continue growing. Contentment is not envying what others have been, course, yeah. being happy with what God has blessed you with yes. and then still aspiring to continue achieving because without that kind of contentment, it's like a dog that had a bone that saw a, a yeah, dog that, with a bigger yeah. bone. You jump after that bone and you lose what you have right, yeah. and that is really the what the Bible meant when you talk about godliness and contentment is great gain. Yeah. It is 30 but, minutes but, but, past but, the hour of 7. My guess what's tonight, George Ofosuin is the CEO of Bond Savings and Loans. We are walking through his life and literally picking the lessons one by one that have guided his life. I'm talking about trust. There's a book you must read. It's called The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey. And that book says that there's an inverse relationship between the level of trust and the cost of doing business. It's just a fantastic read. It talks about the one thing that changes everything. And, and George, what he simply says is that when the trust level is high, yeah. the cost of doing business is lower. Yes. When the trust level is low, low. the cost of business is, is, is higher. And I can imagine that for you, if somebody um, represented a higher risk, you charge them more interest. Of course, definitely. Yeah. So that's, they're, they're, that's they're the higher risk. <laughs> that's the argument of COVID. That's that right, when yeah. the trust is more, the cost is less. He used 9-11 as an, as an um, illustration and said that before 9-11, you can get to the airport less than an hour to the flight and still fly. Yeah. But after 9-11, all kinds of security checks have been introduced and you need to get to the airport three hours to the flight. And that involves some cost to you as you wait to go through the processes. And that time could have been spent doing something more productive. Yeah. And so there is more cost to you because the trust level, global trust level is lower. So let's go to banking. You entered banking. Finally, you felt this is it. This is what I was born to do. Let's walk through the different banks that you were okay. in and the All lessons right. that you learned. Okay. I, I, I started work as a, a banking officer in uh, Merchant Bank, Ghana Limited. It's now called Universal Merchant Bank. Right. That was um, way back in 1988. And um, I was part of the corporate finance you know, team. Um, learned a lot, you know, um, through the days of, you know, development of the stock exchange and then also development of, you know, investment, you know, products. Um, I shifted from there and, um, started, you know, work with, uh, Meridian BIO, which changed to Trust Bank and has now become part of the Ecobank Group. Yeah. Um, and I was one of the pioneers, um, one of the people who started, uh, Meridian BIO Bank. Okay, um, and then I moved from there in 1995 and joined the team that started First Atlantic Merchant Bank, that has now become First Atlantic Bank. Right. And then you know after that you know um, in 2008 I moved again, and then you know started what has now become you know one of the solid non-bank financial institutions in Ghana, Bond Savings and Notes Limited. Right. So if you look at it, Albert, I've been part of three startups um, in Ghana and um, the experiences have been immense um, one of the things I learned throughout um, those days was the fact that anytime you moved on um, it didn't matter who you had as um, your client you had to market that person all over again so assuming that I was working with um, you um, Albert as my client with um, Medium BIO. I moved on to um, 
first Atlantic. I needed to come to you and convince you that it is a good place and you need to come over. You know, that's one of the reasons. Sometimes you think that once you have moved on and I've become so familiar with you, um, naturally you will be prepared to move on to this institution. It doesn't work like that. Right. You have to, you know, go through the process because now you are wearing a different hat. Let's talk about yeah. your learnings, your personal learnings. Yes. Ha, ha, going through the different, I'm sure that the organizations had different, different experiences, different levels of your career. So, at, what were the key learnings that you picked up? I'll be curious about what were the big learnings that you picked up, experiences that you learned from. Did you fail along the line? Did you find yourself at a point where you look at your life and said, listen, I need to get myself back on track? I'll be very curious about But sometimes when you look at somebody who's succeeded as a CEO, you say, oh, it's good for them. I mean, Charlie, <laughs> they are blessed. I envy them. Must people envy you? Have you failed before? Um, we've all failed. We've all failed. And um, failure is not, you know, um, it's not bad, actually. I don't see failure that way. In actual fact, if you don't, you know, um, strive for higher levels, there's no way you'll be able to succeed. Um, in terms of experiences, you know, like I was saying earlier on, one of the things that I always talk about is the issue of trust and the fact that it becomes one of the most important things if you want to succeed as, as a banker. And, you know, because of my background, um, you know, I mean, it will, be, it will interest you to know that I grew up in a serious Presbyterian setting. My father was um, a Presbyterian priest. And um, you know that the Presbyterians have very strong, you know, uh, values. And these are things that I grew up with. So it wasn't very difficult for me to fit in the setting where you are actually supposed to follow, you know, set rules and guidelines as far as, um, you know, job um, um, is concerned. So I will not say that, you know, I've had it, you know, um, cozy, but it hasn't been difficult at all, you know, for me to, um, you know, survive. And I think that that is why it actually became very easy for me, you know, to rise up, you know, um, in the banking. What would you say to somebody who works here and says, listen, I've, I've tried, I've tried everything I know. I've worked very hard and you can see that the person, you see, George, it's not always that a person who is struggling at the bottom has not worked hard. Yeah. What would you tell somebody who's really, really worked hard, but a combination of factors has, has caused them to kind of lag behind in life and they feel that they have failed? What would you tell them from your experience you, you, that would help you know, lift them up? You know, my question would be, how have you worked? Because, you know, it is not simple to say that I've worked hard. Okay. You need to actually examine what you have done over the period. Sometimes you are actually focusing on the wrong things. And I think that there are too many people in this system that usually are not very clear on what it will, it will take for you to be able to progress. Okay. So what you are saying so, is that a person can a person can work hard and fail because they are focusing on the wrong things. Yes, yes. yes right. I'll yes. take a brief break. And when I come back, I'm going to ask you this question again. Why people fail even though they work hard. And if you are listening tonight and you know somebody who's going through a challenging time, please call them to tune into Springboard, the virtual university. Because tonight you're trying to explore how, what it takes to get to the top. And along the line, we also want to find out how a person, you can, Peter said, I've told all night and gotten nothing. It's possible to tell all night and have nothing. We're going to try to find out what, what causes it? What does it take 
to work so hard and yet still not be able to achieve your aspirations. My guest is George Ufusuhini. He's the CEO of Bond Savings and Loans Company. We want to find out from him what does it take or how come some people work so hard and yet are still unable to live out their dreams. So tonight it's a bit about legacy. It's also about Leaders Digest as we host George Ofosuhini of Bond Savings and Loans Limited. I'm going to come back to George, but let me tell you why you must be at the public speaking um, training and if it's directly aimed at CEOs, executive directors and CEOs, top management. And we have different training programs for different categories, but this is what you call the C-suite, the top-level management. The design and everything is aimed at top leaders, heads of organizations and top leaders. It's on public speaking and corporate presentation. It's on the 29th and 30th of October, Wednesday and Thursday. It's a whole day event. Just take two days off to sharpen your, your, your weapons or your tools or your cutlass and then go back and cut down, or your axe and go down, go back and cut down the tree. Um, we've been in, in programs where we've seen people who are technically extremely gifted, but honestly unable to articulate or present their thoughts in a coherent manner or who also deal with stage fright or people just want to improve as public speakers. Maybe you are just a guru in your field, but when they call you to go and speak um, as guest speaker at functions, putting your thoughts together and being able to own the stage is a challenge for you. That's why this program is designed. And you will find a lot of comfort with the fact that there will be a lot of other CEOs there who also want to sharpen their skills. The venue is the Knowledge Center at East Legon behind the Grand Menswick Hotel. And the, the, the rate is 950 Ghana CDs for the two-day program. If you want to call and find out more details, the number to call 0544315164. 0544315164. Three one five one six four, or you may call right now zero two four four three five nine three nine three. Um, I must say that there are limited spaces available, and so when the class gets full, we may have to reschedule for the next class. If you don't make it into this one, we want to just make the numbers portable, just so we can have a wonderful interaction. On the sides of this program, there will be some one-on-one coaching as we work with individuals to be able to optimize their speaking skills. So let's know, what is it that you have done that you look back at and you say, I feel like this is what I was born to do. Share it with us on this program. We'll be reading the entries very shortly and then giving out a pack of books to somebody. Not because your entry is just the best, but just because we just want to give out a pack of books as we celebrate six years of Springboard, your virtual university. But George, let me just get a feedback on this issue of public speaking. I had a very disastrous start in my life as a public speaker. I talk about it every Time. I just decided I will never ever. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm still learning every day. But I tell my, I, oh, well. I, I told myself I would never speak in public again, and I still I'm amazed that I, I do what I do because oh, I, do well. I told oh, myself well. I won't attempt again. Have you had a, Have you had a bad experience before in public speaking? I I think that everybody who has done any public speaking will attest to the fact that it's, uh, it's a very difficult thing to do. It can be a mountain. Yeah, it can be a mountain. It is a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Um, there are situations where, you know, you start and then you go blank. Yes. I've seen somebody collapse yeah. before. And, very um, technically uh, very deep type person. You've prepared very well. Yeah. You know, you step onto the stage and then, you know, everything vanishes from it. What, is it, that, what is it that makes it so difficult? Is I, it the stage I, fright? Is it that... Is it, is it, is it, is it, what was it? What is it that frightens people the most? <laughs> it's, 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 it's the... The fear of failure. Right. You know, and the thing is that even, even when you give somebody a script 
to read and he's standing in front of people the mere fact that you are actually standing in front of people all eyes are on you is actually a difficult thing to manage so that is why you know uh, people feel but right. you know that um, you practice it right and there are also you know tools right to help you develop yourself I, I actually went through that I actually right. decided that you know, this is my objective for a certain period. And you invest that, 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 that as, as a career development. Yes, yes, that's one of experience. the things that I like to talk about. That I always set, you know, specific, you know, objectives um, for specific periods. Right. That within this period, I want to achieve this. Right. Within that period, I want to achieve that. And public speaking was one of the things that I picked at a certain time. And so you, you have a process. personal curriculum. Yes, yes. I, for I have, your own development. Yes, yes. I have that. I have would that. you would you allude to the fact that? Formal education is one thing that we've explored on this program quite a bit. That yeah. formal education, as it is structured, does not speak to a large percentage of the things that are required for career success. Albert, I think formal education provides the platform. Right. It actually gives you the ability and the capability to think in a certain way. That is constructive thinking, be able to organize your structure as far as you know work is concerned but the tools that you require to succeed as far as you know the work is concerned does not you know come from the classroom right you know a lot of it you learn on the job if you if you look at it usually when you know um you know those days when we were joining the banks all that they needed was for you to have a first degree and you also you know um actually had a certain grade the whole idea was that you had a certain level of, you know, understanding of issues. And then you enter the system and then they start training you in a particular way. So formal education is so the very non, important. The, the non, but you will the, need the, the extra Yeah, you need something extra. Is where it's the real meat is. That is where the real meat is. Right. And at a certain level, Albert, you have to look at how you can develop yourself. Right. And that is one of the things that I do all the time. We'll be doing looking a series how, next month on yeah. what we call the, the SMS Academy. We have, a, we, have an, uh, we have an institution that is virtual. Yeah. We educate ourselves via text message. Text we message. have thousands of participants across the country. That's interesting. And next month, our theme is the secrets of the world's greatest CEOs. And one of the themes we'll be exploring is the learning outside the classroom because we profiled a number of CEOs who did not even go to school but they are knowledgeable because yeah. they invest a lot yeah. in learning that yeah. is outside the form we are not saying you don't need formal education but no, we are no, saying beyond important. formal yeah. education you also need another kind of education that is not necessarily part of your structured formal yeah. education in fact um, it, it's one of the things that will make sure that you continue to perform mm. you know um above um, what you expect and what others expect. I'll tell you what. For instance, um, I have what I call my personal board of directors. Right. Okay, that is me as a person. And this personal board of directors is made up of you know, people who have made it in life as far as you know, entrepreneurship is concerned. And so they are like your mentors, but yes. you, have, you have a structured... Yes, so yeah, I, don't, I, I don't have like um, a contractual arrangement there that you are, you are my mentor. But there are issues relating to spirituality. There's somebody who is right. a guru, is a fantastic, you know, uh, man of God. So anytime I have any issue relating to that, I go to him. We we'll talk about it. Right. And by the time governance I'm is a different the, person. Governance is a different character. Person. Yeah, yeah. So that is my personal board of directors, and I use them 
you know, constantly. You are, and these you are, are about people a who different are, level, a different level of engagement, not just an informal mentoring arrangement, but also what you call the, a, a, a personal board of directors. Let me bring on a couple of other leaders uh, at this point and, and try, try and find out from them whether they can corroborate some of the things that you are sharing with us just right. as part of our leaders digest. Let's get a couple of other leaders on the, on the line this evening to find out what they also think about some of the things that we are sharing tonight. I have the CEO of um, Ultimate Credit on the line, Jifa So Good evening, Jifa. Good evening, Reverend. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Wonderful. You are you are a big partner of, of the Virtual University. And tonight you've been talking to George Fusuhini. George is telling us that beyond whatever you learned in school, you need to make time to develop yourself as a CEO. What are your thoughts on that? That's very true. Because when you go to school, the things you learn, they are just to open up your mind to make you to think. But most of the things that build that business are things you learn on the job. They are the day-to-day things you learn while you start your business. They are not normally taught in the formal education. Right. So as a CEO, he also has mentioned that you, he has a personal board of directors, people that he, he, he looks up to. And he, he's, he's actually categorized them into into various segments, as it were, and he has a particular person that he goes to, um, depending on what the need is. What do you think about mentoring as a key in your own life and in your own development? Would you say that mentoring has been key in building yourself as a CEO? Very, very, very. Because, for example, during my trial moment, if not for Reverend Albert Okran, who mentored me and guided me through, I don't think I would have a business by now. Every CEO must have a mentor that mentors you and guides you along the way. Because certain things that people have learned already, you shouldn't keep making the same mistakes. You jump on their shoulders and move forward. It makes you go faster in business. If I let me find out from you before before we, we, we let go of you, what would you, if I push you to the wall and say, give us your three core values as a person, the three values that guide your life and and why? What will they be? What will be the, will be the three top values in your life? Honesty, hard work, and moral courage. Wow! Honesty, hard work, and moral courage. George, are you are you are you are you are you seeing any commonalities between Jifa and you? Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with um, honesty, right? Um, so you talked about, you, you talk about trust. honesty and trust. Yes, yes. And then, um, and then, Jifa, what, what, what do you what, what, what do you call moral courage? Moral courage is the ability to face, when you are faced with emotional pain, disapproval, you still have to stand your ground and not break your ethical values. Wow. For instance, somewhere this year, one of our staff embezzled so much money and committed suicide. I was in so much pain, and I was getting to a point of beginning to disrespect my workers. At that point, moral courage reminded me that respect is one of my core values. I need right. to check it. Right. Sometimes we, we look at CEOs and we think it's it's so good for them, but when you get to sit with them and hear their story, you find out that Charlie, <laughs> it's not easy anyway. Jifa, thank you for making time to be with us on the show, and I'm I'm sure that one, one of these is we we'll get to we we'll get to have you in the studio to explore a bit more some of the ups and downs of being a CEO. But God bless you so much for making time to be with us. That was Jifa Nyasa, CEO of Ultimate Credit, sharing with us her own thoughts about her one her core values, and then also her thoughts about mentoring, and then the the perception or the perspective about continuous education. Let me pick one more leader, uh, but before that, um, she, she talked about moral courage. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. George, are there times when you just feel so much pressure to put aside what you what you have been raised to stand with, and does a leader sometimes have to stand alone? 
leadership is actually um, a lonely, you know, um, area. Right. Um, most of the time, when it gets to the decision point, right, you are actually left alone, and the buck stops with you. Okay. So you actually need, you know, the ability to come up with something that will stand the test of time. What is the and, greatest and, skill and, a leader must have? Is it, is it making decisions? Is it making hard decisions? Is it being able to... She talked about emotional courage or moral, moral courage. courage Others yeah. call it emotional maturity. Yeah. What would you call the greatest asset a leader must have? The ability to take decisions timely. On time? On, yes. Because, you know, um, a lot can be lost if you sit now trying to process, you know, things. And... You know that and right does, now, does this world, does this world apply, is fast-paced. Does it apply in banking, in yeah. politics, in surgery, in agriculture? It, 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 it applies everywhere. It applies everywhere. And you know, Bold one, decisions, one of the things I would like to talk about, Albert, is that it is important for us to know that there's a certain source of power. What I always say is that I have a certain source of power. And the source is, of power is a supreme being. That is God. Sometimes, some of the things that actually come to me, at a point where decisions need to be made, I always tell myself after, you know, uh, after you know we've gone through the process, you know, I just tell myself that you know God, as for this, it, it, it was you. Do you pray? You know? Do you pray for wisdom in the board? Yes, 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 board yes, yes. I, I, every morning I connect with God before I leave my home. That for me is very critical. Let, 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 let me go back a bit. Um, yeah, every 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 morning I wake up quite early, and what I do is that I make sure that I connect effectively with God before I even start doing anything else. And that is the point that I pray for for wisdom, right. because you know that there there are a lot of things that you would have planned. I actually plan my day um, a day before that, right. but then some things come up that you don't expect, and those things because you haven't planned for them, there's the need for you to think on your feet. And mm. take decisions, and those things you need the presence. And that is where the bold decisions yeah. and the timely, and the timely decisions. decisions that you are seeing that yeah. the source of that strength sometimes it, it just comes from somewhere that nobody can understand. Right. Yeah. I'll come yeah. back to you for your closing thoughts. But yeah. earlier in the program, we talked about legacy and as you tell us, what is it that you have done that you can say this is one of the things that gives me the most fulfillment, or this is what I was born to do. I have so many of them, but I'm going to just post a few. Um, Emmanuel Badago says, I will say the legacy I'm living is to living or living is to encourage people who are lost in life's troubles and cannot locate themselves. I've been a teacher for the past two years and I'm proud today about how I've had to orchestrate the real career choice for my students. And that's the legacy I want to leave. Um, Gamel Sankari says, my first book launch brought me so much pride. And ever since then, my sense of pride is rekindled. Anytime someone tells me a book of mine or an inspirational message inspired and ignited in them the desire to pursue their dreams in life. It's humbling and very honoring. Jifan, who called into the show, says, I felt very, very proud the day UCSL was launched. The other one comes from our good friend, Dr. Isi Ansan, the one they call Uja Isi. She says, I'm a teacher by profession, but my greatest sense of fulfillment comes from what I do outside of the classroom that is coaching and supporting my students on their journeys of self-delivery. She shares a passionate story about challenging somebody who had given up to go on and pursue higher education and the results today are a great source of pride. The one entry that we want to give special plaudits to comes from another good friend of ours, Nana Aredamwa, 
who says, my first book launch still lingers, and that book is Excursions in My Mind, I believe. He says, but my proudest moment is still being linked, because from July this year till now, a group of friends and I have raised over 12000 to re-roof and repair the foundation of the Apija RSC school building, which had a, the roof over three classrooms and the headmaster's office ripped off in the storm in the first half of the year. We have done about 60% of the roofing already and today about 25 volunteers from this group spent Founders Day also christened by the Ghana Think Foundation as National Volunteers Day painting the school. We expect to complete the works by early October and the entire appeal for funds was done on social media, Facebook, WhatsApp and blogging. Let me get my guest to commit some money to this project. George, you just small. How much will you give for the roofing? <laughs> 500 Ghana cities. Go in, go in, yeah. gone. Yeah. Okay, so Nana Damwa, I've committed my guest. I didn't want to stretch him too much on air. Unless his wife <laughs> gives me a call after the show. But Nana Damwa, you'll get 500 Ghana cities from, from George of Suhini uh, um, as the contribution to the project. George, yes. your closing thoughts for anyone listening yes. out there. Okay, all right. Um, I have a few things that I, I want to put across. Okay, one. In one minute, yes. Yeah, one. Um, your values define your character. Right. So um, it's important that you guard you know, this appropriately and organize yourself. Two, in life, there's the need for you to have a clear vision, you know, as far as your progress is concerned. Be very, very clear about it. Mm. I think that there are too many people who don't have a clear vision and they've become like cotton, you know, that is floating in the air. And they're the ones where who the, work hard by the field. Yeah, where the wind blows, they, they move in that mm. direction. Mm. Have a clear vision right. and back it with um, action, you know, so that right. um, you can implement it. Three, it is important for you to continuously learn. Read. I am always begging people to read. You see, what I say is that you don't have the mind and the capability of Albert to write a book. Albert has written, written a book, you know. Why don't you buy it and read it? One of my favorites is The Lord, Madiba, and the Eagle. Mm. Fantastic book. Right. And I've actually bought some and given out to people, you know. Read and expand your knowledge. Right. It will benefit you a lot. The last thing I would like to say is that I believe that everybody can be a leader. Okay. Sometimes people have the notion that leaders are the people who are at the top. Okay. Fine. Those are the people who are considered part of leadership. But my concept is that everybody can be a leader. What is leadership? Leadership is actually being the best you can be as far as you know um, whatever you are doing is concerned. Amazing discussion with George Ufusuini, the CEO of Bond Savings and Loans Limited. We've had an amazing hour. We've learned so much from him. And one of the things I'm picking away from him, George, is that people can work very hard and yet fail because they didn't get their vision clearly sorted out. They didn't get the alignment appropriately done. And I think that these thoughts are thoughts that you need to listen to it over and over and over again and glean the important lessons that will help you reach all the way to the top. And on behalf of Comfort, on behalf of Matthew and on behalf of Insura and on behalf of our partners, Ecobank, we want to say thank you for joining us on the virtual university. Thank you to George Pusuini for being our guest. Let's do this again another time, George. God bless you. Anytime. God bless you. And God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Arbet and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com 
or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,